When the police questioned me, same as they questioned Paisley and Katie Marie, they didn't want to hear about the birds. They weren't paying attention. None of the adults around here ever did. Even when the body bag was carted out, on wheels, and the wheels got caught in a gopher hole in the lawn, and the stretcher knocked into the tree, and the sudden motion caused a whole host of birds to burst out of the branches, exploding into the blue over our subdivision. And I looked up after them, and the EMTs guiding the stretcher stopped and looked up, and all my neighbors who'd gathered to see what the commotion was about looked up, heavenward, into the sky. Even then, they thought it meant nothing. So that's where the birds have been hiding, one of my neighbors said. Not one adult could connect it to the fact that Leonard was now dead. I knew the birds were no longer hungry. They'd feasted and had their fill. And now they took off, every last one of them, satisfied. But the adults of Azalea Street, curious about the murder, seeing as it was the first since our subdivision was founded, gathered in knots on our landscaped sidewalk corners to talk. They were hungry for information and gory details. They should have looked out of their windows sooner. They should have been watching. We were. Truth is, we'd been watching out for our neighbor Leonard for years, since we hit puberty, and for some of us, that was way early. Since forever and always, it felt like. Before we saw him bring that girl home in the dead of night, all we knew was that he'd been trying to get his hands on us. My house on Azalea Street was next door to his house, so I'd say I got the worst of it, what with my parents always feeling sorry for him and inviting him for dinner on Sundays. The three of them would sip watery pre-dinner drinks out back by the bug zapper, and somehow my parents would miss how, when he apologized for his stomach growling, the object he had his eyes hooked on wasn't the cheese plate. It was me. He said things to me sometimes, in the hallway while heading for the guest bathroom. Did I have a boyfriend yet? Did I ever happen to try the kind of kissing that used tongue? Then he'd shuffle away, fast, making me question what I'd heard. When I caught him looking at me later, over the pear tart he'd brought from next door, or over the sugar-dusted strudel, I saw his round black glasses go dim with sweat and fog. Other girls had run-ins with him, too. Some of our fathers and stepfathers used to work with Leonard at the plant, before he got downsized and they got to keep their jobs. So they said we had to be civil, even kind. Our mothers and stepmothers appreciated how he'd bring something fresh-baked for potlucks and fundraisers, like a bunt cake or a still-warm pie. None of our parents saw what we could see which had us decide that growing up into adulthood must mean going blind. Teenage girls know more than we're given credit for. We sense danger, even when everyone's telling us it's fine. He's a perfectly nice man, an upstanding member of our community. Have you tasted his sugar cream pie? When Leonard's gaudy lawn came into view, we knew it was time to cross the street. Ever since he lost his job... He liked to feed the birds, and he hung lots of birdhouses, spilled lots of seed. It seemed innocent from the outside, maybe, but out back, 
From over the white picket fence that separated Leonard's house from mine, I could swear I heard the shots. Little pops in the air. I was never sure of it, never positive. But one time, there was a squawk and a feathered eruption as a bird went down. I can't prove he shot it, but I did see him hunching over it, kicking it with his enormous shoe. Other times, I suspected he used poison in the feeders. This was slower and left them stiff, so when they fell from their perches, they dropped to the ground like rocks. I found one over the fence on our side of the lawn once, red-bellied and dark-feathered, its beak open mid-bite, and I buried it in an orange shoebox, the most cheerful I could find, near where we made the cairn for Buster. When the birds stopped coming, not just to Leonard's house, but to my house and to the Willard's house across the street, to Aggie's house a few doors down, to any house I passed on the way to the bus stop and back, all our trees birdless, all our patches of sky clean. I guess he turned to other hobbies. That must have been when he bought the camera.